With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Everyone, John Wertheim here. It is this week's Sports Illustrated slash Tennis Channel Tennis Podcast. Our guest, the world's number one ranked doubles player, Mike Bryan, fresh from winning Wimbledon in the U.S. Open. He did that with Jack Sock. Now he's reuniting with his twin, with Bob, as they head to Australia. This was a uh, this was a great conversation, owing entirely to uh, the guest. We talked about a variety of topics, reuniting with uh, your brother, the ambivalence that. Mike felt winning Grand Slams with a different partner, some of the changes in his personal life, and um, this this was really great conversation, uh, again, owing to Mike and his candor. So uh, here he is. Thanks for having me on, bud. Hey, pleasure. How you been? Uh, good. You? Yeah, Everything yeah. good? Yeah, great, man. Just in my hotel room. Where are you? Awesome. Hotel room? It's, uh, it's the off-season. Uh, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm down here with Bob uh, in Miami, so um, I need to spread out. Uh, in a hotel room, need some space, but yeah, the getting going, man. Starting to hit some balls. Wait, that's a great uh, place to. Uh, I was I was going to tell you first of all that uh, it was. I looked it up. It was like exactly a year ago. Your brother came on and uh, was terrific. And I'm going to do what your parents. Okay. Your, your parents never did this, but I'm going to pit you guys against each other. So uh, okay, great. You, you got to compete okay, against buddy. Bob. Um, wait, right. that, that's a great place to start, though. So you. You know, th- there was a time when I suspect you and your brother would not have, uh, you-, you would have been sharing that hotel room. You're you're at a different yeah, point yeah, in your yeah. life. Different point in the life. Um, you know, Bob's got three kids. He's got his life going on um, over there. So got to give him some space. Um, and, you know, I need my space too. So we're, we're meeting during the day, getting some good hits in, um, hitting the gym. And his hip's looking actually pretty good. Um, it's only been three and a half months. And... He's hitting the ball pretty well. I was uh, today was like the first audition, and um, he passed the test. <laughs> it was pretty good. Is that Surprising. how you looked? Is that how you looked at it? This was. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was testing him a little bit. I was, I wanted to see if he could, you know, explode out to the wide balls and get back for the overhead and, um, you know, move like an athlete, you know, because you know hitting is a different story. But to try to like get out of the righty position and uh, make these quick movements with a with a hip implant is uh, not very easy and it's only been three and a half months but he's been working pretty hard so he's um it's just if it can, if it can pull up um after about you know a week stretch of um testing it pretty hard if he can not be sore that's what we're looking for so but he's excited i mean he's he's, he's ready to go down under i mean he's he's been itching to get back out there since um madrid since he went down with with the hip so it's it's good it's good to see what about the uh the, the non-physical i mean what um it's been it's been an interesting year for you guys. How, how's the the sort of the telepathy the part of this? Yeah, I was like I was going to go even deeper than uh, chemistry. How's how's your twin telepathy thing going? Pretty good. I mean, um, we've 
I mean, we've chatted a lot. You know, he's been really supportive when he's been watching a ton of the matches. And, you know, I call him um, right after every match and, and we go through it. And, um, you know, he seems like he's he's in a good place. I mean, he's, he's um, you know, I think he's really motivated to try to, like, have a great end of the career. You know, he wants to get back out there. And I'm, I'm still really motivated. So I think we want to, you know, get back um, and just have a good run to, to finish the career. And, you know, like we, uh, we just got to get back out there and do the thing again because it's, it's been a while. I mean, I've been playing the deuce court. Now I'm going back to the ad. And, um, but, you know, so far, I mean, we're, we're still, we're still getting along really well. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the main thing, you know, just being uh, best friends again. And, um, you know, cause we're going to share a lot of time on tour. So, um, I think we, we got that, you know, that, that kind of, um, went away. I thought for, you know, a few years, I thought we were struggling with, um, you know, kind of the, the twin bond, um, that was, that was actually hurting for a while. So I think we're, we're stronger than ever. He's been really, um, really supportive of me. So that's, that's been great. So I got, I'll, I'll link this on this podcast. I, I don't know. Maybe it was like six or seven years ago. I did a long story on you guys, and the day before I saw you, I, I can't even remember what happened, but uh, you basically you got in a fight over food at a food court. <laughs> I, th- I think he was, like, eating shrimp, and the, the tail flicked over and hit you, and that led to uh, and next, you flipped the glasses off his face, and next thing you know, you guys are, like, brawling in a food yeah. court. Oh, yeah. And, and by the time I saw yeah, you the next yeah. day, you were you were back to being, uh, you know, I, th- I think that lasted about 10, 10 minutes, and then you were back. But, um you guys still, you guys still have we your still disputes have as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, um, we actually had one yesterday. You know, we we had a long day. We're doing a photo shoot. Um, you know, it was about an eight-hour photo shoot. We we're driving back up, and you know, he he had his phone out, and he had these uh, these expenditures that I that I owed him. So he's like, "You owe me nine eighty-one. I, I want you to Venmo Venmo me." <laughs> um, and you know, I had my list. We went back and forth, and uh, you know it got it got pretty heated, uh, you know. And then you know I checked into the hotel. I moved out of the house and I checked into the hotel. But then we, you know, we talked about it, you know. And, and now uh, you know today was fine. We had you know we had breakfast, lunch, probably gonna have dinner. Uh, that's just the way it works with twins, you know. Sometimes you hate each other's guts, but then um, you know a couple minutes later you're best friends. Um, but yeah, those aren't. Those aren't going anywhere. We're going to still have those. Uh, it doesn't matter for 40, that, that uh, kind of sibling rivalry thing. That's not going anywhere. I love it. I, um, I'm i curious what last year – I mean, having said that, what was last year like? I mean, you, um, I mean it, it started off great. I mean, Bob and I kind of had a resurgence. Uh, we, you know, we, we wrote, wrote down our goals at the beginning of the year, and we – you know, we put some lofty goals to, you know, kind of win some slams again and be number one. Um, and we were, we were doing everything, you know, right, you know, working hard, going to the gym. And then we had the success on the court, which was great because it had been a while. And, um, and then, you know, Bob goes down with the hip and, you know, I'm kind of in limbo. Um, and he, he told me to actually stay out there. You know, he, he thought he was coming back. Um, you know, he was, he was like taking it week by week. So I played the French with query went over there, played uh, one with Tiratani, then grabbed Jack, um, had some success, but still thought Bob was coming back. Um, and then, you know, went down with the surgery, you know, and then, you know, it was like, okay, I'm going to finish the year strong with, with Jack, um, which 
you know, it's obviously way more uh, meaningful playing with Bob and, you know, having your best friend day in and day out on the road to share all those uh, practices and matches um, with is, um, there's nothing like it. I mean, Jack was, that was an un- unbelievable partnership and um, really cool to play with him because, you know, we were kind of a little bit, we were friends, but we were rivals. We were playing them, you know, on tour a lot in some big matches. Um, so to join forces with him um, was, was really cool. I mean, the guy's an unbelievable talent. Um, can do an ama- amazing thing. So it took a little while to to mesh, you know, to um, you know try try to figure out the <laughs> the game plan with a guy staying on the baseline. Like I've never played um, with a guy that stays back on everything and just wings forehands. Um, and so yeah, it, it ended up working out. Um, you know, would I? Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I I completely love playing without Bob. I mean, I think that's why we've been out here for so so right. long is because um we do it together and it's you know it's it's a family affair um you know so so winning some of these titles was was amazing but it, it doesn't quite feel the same it kind of feels um like there's something missing um you know you know jack and i win it we, we fly to different cities but bob and i would always have that um uh, title to share with you know go home and talk about it and put the trophies up next to each other you know so it's um uh, you know, looking back, it was an amazing year, and it was it was cool to hit number one again at forty, which I you know was really surprised. I didn't think really that deep down. I didn't didn't know if I'd actually do it. You know, again, um, but yeah, it, it uh, you know it's been a whirlwind. You know, it's it's, it's but it's it, now it's cool to have Bob back out there, and we had our first real practice today, and it was it was it was fun just doing all of our drills again and and seeing how. Um, you know, the smile on his face and trying to get that twin energy strong before before the Aussie. <laughs> what, what, what do you think? Um, I, I, I hate to do this to you, but but go ahead and I'll, I'll ask you to speak for your brother. What, what do you think Bob went through watching you win majors with another partner? I mean, uh, I, I got to put myself um, in his shoes, and if if I was watching him win a lot, yeah, right. You know, how would you I don't feel? Know how I'd react? I mean, uh, I mean, you have to really love your brother and be I mean twin twins are different I mean twins it, it feels like a part of you right. winning the tournament and you're you're so supportive of your twin but you know maybe after the you know when I won the open you know Wimbledon he's super happy but saw me win the open and then the, the world tour finals uh, and you know he, he's still I don't know if he's faking it really well but he's uh it looks like he's genuinely happy um but like I don't know how I would be, man. I, it's just it's just tough to be, um, you know, watching all your brother go out to war without you when you've been doing it for the last 20 years, um, you know, and every day. Um, but he, I think he really enjoyed being home with the family. You know, he he, uh, he got to take his kids to school every day. You know, he had he's never had six months in one spot. You know, so right, he right. he um, was a great dad. And um, yeah, I, you, you got to ask him. Uh, I mean, he's. He, uh, he, he's been the best, you know, he's, he's, it's been great. Like he's the first one to, to call when I get back to the locker room and he, he actually has some joy in his voice. But um, it, it's and, weird though. I mean, for, for you too, though, I'm, I'm hearing you say it's, it's a considerably different experience to, to win majors with a, a partner X than with, with yeah. your twin and brother. It's, it's yeah. about more than the tennis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just so close with Bob. I mean, the, the feeling goes away pretty quick. Um, you know, like winning with Jack was was amazing, and you have that that rush. But then, 
you know, the, the next day you're, you know, you're flying off and, and it's kind of, uh, it's kind of wearing off. You can look back and, you know, kind of appreciate those, those, those moments. But, um, you know, it's, it's just when, once you've been doing it with, with some guy and you're in a part of you for so long, it's just, um, that's just the most natural thing to do. I mean, it's, it's great winning and all, but to, to kind of see your brother, you feel bad too. You know, you, there's, it's a little bittersweet, you know, right, you, right. you, you feel bad for Bob, you know, I don't want to pull away in titles and, and grants you want to do it together, you know, or a package deal. Uh, that's what, you know, that's what we've been doing. That's what to, you signed you know, up for. Forever. I, uh, God, it's, it's, yeah. uh, it's really, a, it's, it's such a fascinating relationship. I mean, the other thing that I always said, and I, I don't want to go too far down the twin road. Cause I feel like at some level that diminishes the fact that you're both really, really good tennis players and it's more than just chemistry and bonds. I mean, you're, you're hitting the ball well and you're serving well and in, in a vacuum you're both yeah. great players but I always thought one of the real advantages to your partnership was that you guys could get pissed off at each other you you had I remember you guys told me one story where one of you hit the other in, in the what do we say <laughs> genitals uh, <laughs> yeah, with the butt yeah, of the yeah, racket yeah. on a changeover and I'm thinking if that's any other partnership they're either fighting or one of them's walking off the court in the middle of the match and you guys like are basically having a fight yeah. during a 90 second changeover how did you deal with friction and tension with a partner who you didn't have that kind of relationship with. Yeah. I mean, um, the one thing about playing with another partner is, is there's none of that, um, you know, that negativity, you know, like Bob and I are, we, we feel free to say anything we want, you know, I, I could, he can miss a ball and sometimes it slips out. I just say, <laughs> okay, man, uh, that backhand was terrible or like, he'll, he, he knows how to go uh, below the belt. He knows exactly um, how to push my buttons and all my insecurities. So he'll tell me um, exactly what I don't want to hear, you know, and, and we, we've had some, you know, the, the highs are higher, but the lows are way lower. Um, you know, we had it at the Aussie open where he, he almost <laughs> knocked me out, you know, <laughs> luckily no one caught it on camera, but um, he, uh, he swung and he connected, which <laughs> no one, um, With a punch? no one picked it up, but I was, I was on the ground. I was, yeah, which, uh, and, and he never apologized. He's like, yeah, I, I said, if you, uh, if you touch me, I'm going to knock you out. So it's, but, um, literally, <laughs> you, yeah. You didn't, we're, we're you didn't do that with Jack it. Sock, I'm guessing. No, no. With, with Jack, I mean, um, you know, it's just all, it's all positive. You know, we only played eight tournaments. It was, it was kind of, we we're still in the honeymoon phase. Everything was fresh, um, you know, exciting. And, um, you know, my role is just to keep him level because he's got so much talent and, and firepower, but um, he can go through these kind of these waves where he's uh, playing unreal and then, you know, can, his attention can get distracted. So I was just, uh, you know, trying to be super supportive and he likes the highlight, you know, he goes for the, the hardest shot on right. the court <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just tell him to stay free and, and you know, he, he goes out there and, and just, he kind of almost um, really doesn't care. He goes out there with just this free mentality. And um, I mean, that's, that was kind of cool to, to have because Bob and I are so focused and professional and, and we take it so seriously. It was kind of like a little bit less pressure, um, you know, playing with Jack, which, which was, you know, which was cool. It's cool to see, but you know, like I, I just love the routines and, and, and doing it with Bob because, um, you know, just being together all throughout the day in the gym. And, and while well, I, I would show up and, you know, Jack would be at the practice court and we'd, we'd hook up. But other than that, you know, he's doing his own thing. So it's, 
but I mean, to to go out there and do it alone was was also kind of cool to get your you know sort of your own identity because um, we've always been the Brian Bros, right, you know, forever. Right. And and, you, you and know, you've never to, really to fought that. I, I always thought you you guys were always you you guys never really fought to be like, hey, wait, I'm Mike. When when people no, I mean no, you, no. you you were I mean, okay as a package deal. You you didn't try to clear your throat yeah, and announce I, yourself and, and differentiate yourself. No, no. I mean, we're, we're always, um, together, you know, in eating together, whatever, you know, right. like I, I didn't really even get to know most of these players because Bob was my built in best friend. I would, I talked to and we'd just be going around the tour together. So now, you know, I'm, I'm out on tour alone and, you know, and, and I'm doing, you know, interviews alone now, like <laughs> this is, this is kind of a first. And then, you know, like just um, I got my own coaching, my own coaches to work on my game and just figure out kind of my own identity and who who I really am. Because you know, when you're when you're a package deal, you kind of lean on your brother, he leans on you, and your your personalities mesh. Um, but yeah, this uh, it, it was kind of good. You know, it it, it might have been kind of a blessing in, in disguise. Uh, but you know, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to get the, the BB train going. Yeah. I um when I got a um. I heard a crazy rumor. D- deny or uh, confirm or deny this one. Y- you and your brother might be yeah. coaching Jack Sock and have some sort of a advisory relationship with him now, even though obviously he's not playing doubles with you guys. Yeah, I mean that's that's a rumor. I mean, not no, because I mean he he threw it out there just when we were on on tour. You know, he, he's always looking for a guy to, to travel with him. Right. And um, you know, he said if Bob couldn't come back. Um, you know, would you want to just take care of some day-to-day stuff, um, oversee um, some matches where, you know, Mark Knowles or Mark Wolf, you know, Mike Wolf, they don't come out, you know. So he was going to maybe come down to Florida and, and train a little bit. Um, but, yeah, that that kind of um, – that, that fell to the wayside. You know, Bob and I are just, you know, way too busy, um, you know, doing doing our thing. We got, you know, we got events. We got some, too much stuff on our plate where we couldn't really devote. You know, if I wanted – if I was going to do it, I was going to do it, you know, I wanted to do it full and, and try to help him as much as I can, um, you know, and, and, and try to give all the input, you know, everything that I know. I mean, I'd have to restudy <laughs> the game of singles, but um, it, it, was, it was kind of it was nice of him to, to ask. But, um, you know, we've become really tight on, on tour. Um, but he's, uh, he's, you know, I think he's actually looking for, you know, a guy to, to travel because Mark Knowles, um, he's just too busy with right, family and everything. Right. Um, yeah. It's funny. Someone told me that, and I said, "Really? The bikes ranked number one in the world, and they're they're trying to you know get the band back together and win more majors, and they're going <laughs> to spend yeah. their spend their dead yeah. hours uh, scouting Jack Sock's next opponent." And they said, "No, no, no. It's it's like an advisory <laughs> role." I said, I'll, "I'll ask him about." Yeah, it. yeah. Uh, we we uh, we actually we tried a little bit in Acapulco, you know, like, um, and it's it's just too many hours of the day, you know. Um, you know, practices and watching matches and yeah. And Scott, it's just, he, I mean, he's potentially a top 10 single guy and he needs a, a full-time horse in his camp, um, you know, doing, doing everything for him, you know, and, and just overseeing his ship. So, um, what's, yeah, what's he, he uh, what's he ranked a year from now? I think he can go top 10. I mean, he's, you think he can get back just being with him, just being with him day to day. Um, I, I've just seen his athletic ability, his talent, um, his competitiveness, he's, he's got all the tools. He just needs to probably button up a few of the, um, daily routines and, and, you know, um, 
I think that just comes down to um, a little bit more dedication. Just, you know, like at 40, you have to kind of do everything right. You know, you got to get sleep. You got to, you got to stretch. You got to, you know, and I, I think um, he kind of saw everything I was doing. You know, I, I work on my body so much. I work on the mind. I work, I work on the diet. And, and, you know, I think he could um, do what like Novak did. And, 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 you know, Novak really went into every aspect of his life to, to, play his best tennis and um you know that that's kind of what it takes it takes like a 24-hour um dedication you know it's you know it's having fun but it's also um you know doing doing everything you got to do everything right if, if, if you play a long three or five set match and you end up losing it you know you still gotta you still gotta cool down and stretch and because that will impact right. your body you right. know for the next tournament or you know so um i mean i think that's just what he needs to button up and um I mean, he actually played a really good tournament in Paris, you know, to make the quarters um, over there. He was he was playing really well. I mean, I saw his game kind of turn around. He um, he you know he played TM really tough in the quarters, but I mean, he he's got he's got the weapons and the game to to compete with anyone. Um, you know, maybe get in a, in a little bit better shape so he can go the distance in some of the three, three or five set matches. Um, but yeah, he, he's I don't he's not going anywhere in, in, on the single story. I mean, he's going to be around for. For a long time and win some big ones. You don't have to play. Uh, you got to play best out of five, but you don't have to play out the uh, the last set anymore. That's nice. Did you did you see what Australia's putting on the table now? No. What, what's the latest? Um, what is the latest, Jamie? It, it just it changed in the last like a uh, few hours. But uh, it's it's a it's it's different from Wimbledon, but kind of similar. It's uh, hold on, okay. I'll look it up right now. Find a breaker. There was, yeah, like, it's, I don't know, 10, it was a, a 10 point uh, super tie break. It, it, it just changed literally oh. this afternoon. So, uh, that's pretty but, cool. But anyway, breaker. I mean, basically, it's, it's, I mean, the one thing that's wild now is that um, all four majors, yeah, it's going to be a, a super tiebreaker at six all in the final sets. How do we feel about okay. that? Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I like that. I mean, the 10 points, a little bit less luck, um, you know, seven point breaker. At that high level, it's it's a coin flip. I mean, ten point breakers, uh, you know, longer sample size, so it's a little bit less luck. But yeah, I, I like that. Um, you know, let's let's decide the match uh, when it goes that deep. It's good to just get a winner and get someone off the court so they can have a chance for the next round. And, and you know, and the fans can see kind of a finish line. And you know, like it, it's tough on the fan. I, I, yeah, I would say exactly. You know, the fan to sit in the sun for for that long. I mean, for five six hours, it's just. You wouldn't go to a you know a movie for that long or a concert or you know like. But John Isner plays Kevin Anderson, and we're uh, we're strapping in. No, I th- I think your other point is is really well taken too. It it just it wrecks you for the next round. I mean, yeah, you know oh, Ke- yeah, Kevin yeah, Anderson yeah. had I mean, nothing I, I, for I was, that final. No no offense yeah. to him. I was talking to Kevin, and he he couldn't sleep that night. He he started his feet were so sore. Uh, he had to you know have his trainer come into his room at four thirty in the morning, massage his feet. You know, he was just, he was just so beat up, and he, and he was so anxious about not being able to even take the court for the final that you know he was just a wreck. I was gonna say at least, at least uh, it's not your first Wimbledon final. Also, uh, you you know you yeah, in perfect yeah. condition, and you still would have a rough night sleeping. Um, True. Yeah. What? Uh, well, I, I want to ask you one more question about sock, which is when you see a singles guy come and make that kind of an impact and finish the year with with two majors, you, you guys. I don't know if that's still the case. You, you were always very gracious, I thought, about, hey, if, if Roth and Roger want to play doubles, like, we welcome that. 
Um, the flip side, yeah. someone, someone could say, listen, doesn't doubles get diminished when a guy like Jack Sock, who's, yeah, he's talented and athletic, but he hasn't made this his life's work, and he's, he's very reluctant yeah. to even describe himself as a specialist, walks out of here with two majors. Where, where are you with singles guys uh, coming in and having success now? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, I mean, we, we love singles guys to, to play, especially the top guys. You know, it just makes doubles bigger. Um, the, the fans love it. It puts more notoriety. I mean, having Jack, you know, jump in these slams and, and win them, I mean, it, I think it's, it's kind of cool. I mean, hopefully some singles guys see it and, and they'll, they'll play more of the slam. I mean, Jack's, he's always played um, doubles. You know, he won Wimbledon in 2014. He's always been a, a great doubles player. And he, he actually – he loves it. He plays every week. He's, he's one of the only guys that plays week in and week out. Um, and, you know, he likes to play with his buddies. And um, it's still not his, um, his number one. You know, it's, it's singles. I right, mean, he, right. he, um, he kind of only worries about, like, he was a little bit depressed after he had such a bad year. And um, I'm like, dude, you've had an unreal year in doubles. I mean, most guys would die to have your singles and your doubles. He's like, no, man, it's just my singles have been terrible. I got, I got to get it going. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, you're okay with that. I mean, That's I, not, I uh, I failed math, but I got an A in wood shop. That's not the same dad. I mean, you, uh, you're, you're okay yeah. that he felt that I mean, way. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I could, I could see it from his perspective. I mean, he's, he's always had that primary goal of trying to, to be a top singles guy. And, and once you've tasted success and been top 10 and, you know, won a master series and gone to the masters, uh, cup and made right, the semis right, and beat right. all these guys. Like, it's just that, you know, you, you've tasted success and, uh, you want it again. Um, I mean, once he looks back on his career, he's going to really appreciate winning the slams and, and Dell and he, he won the gold medal and mixed it. You know, he's always going to be a, a gold medalist. Um, <laughs> whatever it is, they just announced Jack sock, um, gold medalist. And it's, they, they don't say mixed doubles, you know, <laughs> it's like, right, right. Um, so he's, he's got a lot of accolades in, in the doubles and, um, which is really cool. And I, I mean, I think deep down, um, I think he's, it, it kind of lessened the blow of, of a bad singles year. You know, it's, it, I mean, he was pretty happy. I, I went out a couple nights with him after some of these fans and he was, he, he had a big smile on his face. So, um, yeah, he, he's, you know, he, he's worried about his singles. He didn't want to drop outside the top 100. He wanted to get it straight in the Aussie Open. Um, he did that in Paris, and, right. and you know, it was kind of big, re- big relief. You know, he didn't want to go have to play challengers and quality. He would have you know? won that wild card any. I mean, he would have gotten that USTA yeah. wild card anyway. But, um, yeah, I think What is so, he? 107, he, uh, though. Man, that's that's a big number. Um, he definitely waited waited for a long time to, <laughs> to make a run because without Paris, it, it could have yeah, exactly. been ugly. <laughs> <laughs> the um, – so I want to uh, watch this transition here from from one Jack to another. Uh, mm. I saw I saw on Instagram you you did the uh, you did the Jack Nicholas event again this year. Yeah. Is that an annual thing? Yeah. So what? Yeah, second annual. Yeah. yeah what's the? Uh, tell us about it. I, I I had a photo of all the. Yeah, I saw Roddick was there. It looked like. Yeah. What, yeah, a, what a great we, event. Um, yeah, we we um, invite a bunch of amps to come play tennis with you know our buddies. We. We had a great lineup this year. You know, Roddick came in, Sloan Stevens, you know, uh, Milos Rionic, Kevin Anderson. We had a great lineup. So it's a pro-am the first day at Jack's house on his uh, three beautiful grass courts. And these grass courts are immaculate. They're like Wimbledon. Um, you know, Williams really sisters intimate. prepare that. You know that, right? Venus and Serena, yeah, like, yeah. don't play tune-ups anymore. Yeah. They go to Jack Nicholas's house. Yeah, he's got three of them. He's, he's lived in this house for 50 years, and he's had these grass courts there for 50 years. But he's got a 
a grounds crew that rivals Wimbledon, <laughs> and um, he absolutely loves tennis. You know, he's been to you know, some of the majors, and he supported Bob and I. So uh, it was actually Bob, and um, he had a meeting, um, you know, a year and a half ago, and I said, let's let's try to um, do something together. And he's he ra- raises millions and millions for um, the Nicholas Hospitals, but he wanted to help our foundation out, which helps um, kids with tennis and education and. So we partnered, and it's cool. I don't think there's really an event like it with the tennis one day and then the golf, and he gets great golfers like Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler and these guys. So the Am's going to play uh, tennis with some pros, and the next day they're going to play a round of golf, and then there's you know a dinner. And it's, it's all really cool because it's uh, just at Jack's place. And, and then the golf set is Bears Club. And it was it was a great event. We um, So we're doing it again next year. Man, I'm looking here. Francis, Gaston Gaudio. Hey, not, not to be uh... – yeah. Not to be yeah, too vulgar here, already. but could, man, that's a great – invite me next year. That's a great story. Ricky Fowler. Yeah, yeah. The Dan Berger. Yeah, I mean, the, the pros are really supportive. And, you know, like it's, it's the offseason, and, and no one really wants to, to waste the day of the offseason. But Sloan came in on a red eye from Hawaii, one hour of sleep, and, and played the whole day. Uh, Milos came in from the can, Bahamas. Can I tell you? Can I stop Andy, you there and say – can I stop yeah. you and say coming in from yeah. Hawaii – coming in from Hawaii – for Red Eye to go play yeah. golf and tennis at Jack Nicholas's house probably doesn't trigger waves of sympathy, yeah. but good for Sloan. Good effort nonetheless. Um, it, was, it was a good effort because, you know, she flew all the way to Florida. She actually got sick right after the event because she was so worn down. She had to go to the hospital, <laughs> so I feel oh, really man. bad. Oh, uh, right. But, yeah, we had Gaudio come Jamie, in. Jamie, edit uh, that out. <laughs> yeah, okay? had a, he hadn't hit a ball for a long time. We had to get him a racket and some shoes and some clothes, you know, because he hasn't did for so long but yeah it was a, it was a great lineup um so so get wait i want to uh i'm going to look this up right now gaston gaudio is older or younger than bob and mike bryan and he is you want to guess right on he's right younger. on i mean i younger. had to ask him I, I thought he was younger but we're we're the same age group we're we're 78 no, so he, we're both we're both 40 he turns uh um, i was gonna say he turns 40 so gaston gaudio is younger than you and and doesn't have tennis clothes uh, age, no, he, age 40 he is, uh, how are you, how are you feeling about age 40? I'm actually feeling pretty good at age 40. I mean, I've, I've done a lot for, for the body to keep it, you know, to get the longevity, you know, I've, I'm kind of like a biohacker. I just figure out exactly what works for me, what diet, what supplements, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit crazy. Bob makes fun of me, you know, but, um, I'm actually feeling better than right now than I did at 25 at 25, my my hips were a little screwed up. You know, I had arthritis. They want to do surgery. They wanted to do Bob surgeries on me at 25. Really? So I've really kind of rehabbed my hips. And, you know, I, I do a bunch of bunch of stuff in, um, in the gym. And, you know, I'm always working on my body. So, you know, that's probably, you know, added up to a couple of extra years. You know, Take you know, 10 years ago, no one thought anyone could even play this long. I was just um, working out with Ellis Ferreira and he retired at 33 and he was ancient right, um, right. at 33. So it's been pretty, I think maybe the format um, playing a two sets and a breaker also it's just less time on court. Maybe that added some longevity to these guys' careers. You know, Nestor just retired at 46. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, for 46, you can bridge that to social security. I'm, I'm thinking you're, you're hacking your body. Bob's <laughs> like, uh, you know, Bob, Bob's eating go-gurt and he's picking the extra fries off his kid's plate like all, uh, yeah, Parent, parents I mean, do, he, and you're he still, uh, hasn't, still hasn't bought into um, my type of lifestyle. I mean, he takes the kids to Mickey D's and Taco Bell, and um, yeah, he, he's never stretched a day in his life. You know, he no. just doesn't want to waste the time to do it. 
Um, so he's only we're, covering we're, the. Uh, he's only got the ad court. You know. You know. I got. I got to. Uh, I want to stop you because I got. I want to give you guys credit. I, you know, one thing that you've uh, both of you guys did that I. I always thought was really cool when they initiated and instituted these changes to scoring. Whenever it was, I mean, this was like eight, eight, ten years ago. You, you guys were pretty vocally opposed to it, and both yeah. of you guys have said, "Listen, we were wrong." Like t- tip of the cap, this has extended our career. The matches, yeah, every now and then you get a little bit of a shotgun match, and a guy hits a lucky shot, and it, it's too bad that it's a shootout. But overall, the better team prevails. You, you guys really, and and I thought it was very big of you. You guys really yeah. kind of very publicly reversed your stance. You're you're okay with these formats now, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, back back then, I think it was maybe 2005 um, when they brought the changes. I mean, we were opposed to it. We were number one, and you know, having great years, we didn't want to change anything. You know, I and mean, we thought it'd bring an element of luck. You know, right, there's right. there's times where we win, you know, 15 to 20 more points, but still lose the match. Now, I, I doubt that would ever happen in singles. Um, and, and the margins are so fine in doubles where, you know, you play just one loose game and, uh, you know, the first game of the match and, and then you, you lose the first set and you're, you're playing a breaker for the third. So, um, it's added maybe a little bit of like stress, but if you look at the whole sample of the year, um, still the best teams are, are up there. Um, you'll have some frustrating ones where you're, you'll fly all the way to, to Asia and you'll um, lose a heartbreaker right, where you thought right. you outplayed a team, and um, you're on a flight the next day, looking at the stats, and you're like, "Wow, we did outplay them. We we did win 10, 15 more points, but we, we end up losing a breaker." You know, so you have those, but it, it has shuffled itself out, and I think it has been better for the game. I think the fans like it; they like seeing the you know that that super breaker. It's it's made it shorter, so the singles guys can jump in and play more often. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a good thing. I mean, it's. It's uh, it could be yeah, stressful. But I no, but I, I think uh, <laughs> no, and I th- I think honestly, when you see guys playing into their forties, maybe this is a reason. But I I always thought it was um, I always thought it showed a lot of character that you guys were both like, listen, we were skeptical, and now we're we we bought in. Um, let me we're, we're almost at our uh, at our wrap here. Tell me, t- tell first of all, take this wherever you want. Go as 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 in depth or not in depth as you want. But give give people so where where sort of where would you say you are in your in personal life now, I mean, how do you how do you describe yourself? Go again. Do you take take yeah, this wherever yeah, you want? But, a, but what's what's going on with you? Okay, yeah, I'm I'm at actually a happy place. I, uh, you know, last year was kind of a tough time. It, it you know at the end of the year, you know, I was going through a divorce. Um, you know, and it, it was it was a strain. I mean, it's it's not an easy time, and um, you know, we also were you know having a tough time. Bob and I, we weren't getting along. Kind of our our families were a little bit split. You know, I was on the, you know, the West Coast, he was East Coast, felt like our, you know, we couldn't really spend a lot of time just because there's a lot of friction there. Um, and then, you know, got, got divorced and um, met an, a great, great woman. And um, it's, it's been, it's been a great, amazing year. We've, we've traveled. I've been um, going nonstop. I've, I've, uh, when I'm not off the tour, I've been also just trying to um, live life for the fullest and been going on <laughs> vacations and, you know, I've I've hit you know so many new cities. I went to like Marrakesh on an off week. I went to I just got back from Iceland. I went you know down to Necker Island. You know Tulum, Mexico. So just been having a blast. You know, just trying to get out and about and and um, and uh, yeah, it's been it's probably been the best year of my life. You know, really. Um, and I I think you have to kind of be happy to play well on the court. And you know, I'm I'm really happy in my personal life, and that's kind of 
translated to, to good tennis and you, you're just, I don't know, you just play better. You have more energy, <laughs> you know, like the, the last few years when things weren't going great in, in my relationship, you know, I, I just felt like I was just a little bit more down and, you know, I'd be taking a break point and I, you know, it's just tough to focus and, and uh, Bob could sense it. And, you know, that's, that was kind of breaking our, our energy to pieces, but now it's been a complete, you know, 180. It's been, it's been amazing. And, um, you know, it's, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's it in a nutshell. It's just, I'm just a lot happier than I was. And, and so it, it makes me kind of appreciate the tour and, and I bring, um, Nadia who's from New York. Uh, she, she comes out with me and, and she's experiencing the tour from fresh eyes and she, she loves it. And, and, and so that's, what's keeping me kind of going and, and wanting to play, you know, it's, it's, it's so fresh for her and, and exciting to her too. Um, and she's been so supportive. It's, it's, it's been a, a, a nice turnaround from, from about a year ago, you know, it, it's, it all happened around this time last year. Re- reassure me. And I, I say this from the point of view of a writer, but, uh, Reassure me you can appreciate how rich a story this is narratively. That these, these two guys, they were, they were born two minutes apart. Now they're at different points in their lives, but they're reuniting at age 40 and still trying. I mean, can can you step outside this and, and recognize what a remarkable story this is? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, we thought we were inseparable. And, you know, we thought we there, there would be nothing that could break up the bond. But it, it just um, it kind of disintegrated with our, our personal lives. Um, you know, not aligning. And, and then, you know, that there was just some dark years where we just both weren't having fun. We'd be staying in the same hotel, but we'd never see each other. We wouldn't be sharing meals together. And, and um, that's kind of what gave us the edge over most teams is that we were just, we felt like one when we were on the court, we're like a two headed monster, you know? Um, and then we, we lost that. I was, you know, not in a happy place. And, and then, it, you know, it all came full circle and, and now we're kind of, back bob's coming back from an injury and, and hopefully we can have a great last chapter i mean that's that's what we want to do great story um all right i'm gonna say you and bob uh you you did this to a draw but uh okay thanks, that, that was great it was uh <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's always a pleasure and um again i i say this objectively it's it's a great story but um best best to you guys you've Pulled ahead of your brother in majors, and I suspect he may never catch you. But uh, if you can get a few more together, uh, you you both win. So uh, thanks for having me luck, on, man. John. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. See you in Australia. Take care. See you, buddy. Okay. See you down under. Bye. All right. Thanks to uh, thanks to Mike for a great conversation. Uh, number one ranked doubles player in the world. He will try to sustain that ranking, but with a new partner, a familiar one though. His brother Bob. Uh, Jamie, I don't know if you have you had the experience of uh, I remember you heard Bob last year, but have you had the experience of speaking to these guys? I have actually. I talked with them when they were here for the U.S. Open. Uh, I guess it was this year, this year or the previous. Oh, right year. when they did the uh, th- the event in the basement here. Yes, right. but also at a different event. Okay. Um. So we actually took a selfie together. It was there was a lot going on sure. there. Um. But they're great. They're awesome when they're together, but they are equally as awesome when they are separate, as we've shown on this podcast. So. I got to tell you, they, I mean, I'm dating myself, but this first time I talked to them must have been 20 years ago when they were first, they came out of Stanford and they, everyone made their twin jokes and double twins and wonder twin power. And it was this easy story and we all took advantage of it. <laughs> they have remained as cool and gracious and accessible and they've had a lot of success. I mean, these guys are to doubles what, you know, Federer and Serena are to singles. 
and yet they are thoroughly familiar. They've and been like, through a lot, huh? I like your point about how they operate as the Bryan brothers, and they're totally cool with that, but then uh, they're also okay kind of developing their own thing, but they never push that, um, which is interesting because when you have twins, you always they always try and push away yeah, exactly. the, the duo, and they always want to be their own individual. Assert yourself. Differentiate yeah. yourself. Um, but they really never were like that. Maybe it's because of the nature of doubles. They used to joke. I mean, they, they would go on the road. They'd share an ATM card. They shared a car. They would share a hotel room. I think room. they shared a Twitter until- They shared a Twitter account. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rumor that uh, they, they have a disagreement with some family members about whether toothbrush was included in the list of common items. But these guys, they said, listen, if Bob, they said to me once, if Bob ever got married, I'd have to like build a zip line so I could still see him. And we talked about how this was a while ago. We talked about how hard it must be to be in a relationship with them because it's almost like no matter what happens, there was still going to be someone else other than your spouse who they were going to be closer to. And clearly that's changed. I mean, clearly the dynamics of their relationship are quite different now and Bob has three kids, and uh, Mike's going to Iceland and to Tulum. But um, they are going back out there at uh, age 40, and I think we are going to—I think I always said this about Serena. Um, We all knew the story, and yet Venus and Serena still is the most underrated sports story today. Not sure this one isn't up there uh, as well, but— There are good sports about it, too. I think they they don't— really ever try to make it seem like they're not twins or they you know as much as apparently they dislike each other at times they really embrace the brotherly love so uh, I I was I thought it was interesting to hear about um, how he dealt with having a new partner and he said well I have to put myself in Bob's shoes if that was me Um, so I thought that was an interesting response I, I didn't realize how different they were in terms of Mike being so focused on healthy eating and all of that and Bob being the complete opposite. Well, the other, I mean, at one point, uh, and, and again, this is, I, did, I didn't want to make Bob answer for his brother and buy into this uh, this relationship that we're now trying to rail against. But, um, I mean, at one point, I think Bob was not far from saying it's been a great career, and I think Mike wanted to continue. It's interesting, and I don't know if it was a function of taking time off and having an injury and maybe recognizing how much the sport means meant to you i don't know how much of it might have been watching your brother still win these majors but um i you know i a few years ago it looked like this partnership was dwindling and good on them they were in their late 30s and again one of them was married with children and see you at newport at the hall of fame and now it seems like bob is uh reinvigorated um i mean i also think i i wish i had him in front of me the stats on twins are really remarkable i think a lot of it is in vitro fertilization, but the proportion of twins has just skyrocketed. Uh, again, I think a lot of that owes to technology. Um, I think their experience, I mean, I think they, they have a second career uh, really talking about this this twin dimension because it's something that, I mean, they have these crazy stories about how they both call each other a lot of times. They'll be on different sides of the country and they will call each other simultaneously because they will both have the urge to call the, I mean, there's some that creepy, there's some wacky wacky stuff and they'll have the same dreams can i tell you a secret tell me a secret i think or my parents think that i was supposed to have a twin really Mm -hmm. i did not expect you would say that what (laughs) what makes them uh there was um like when 
my mom gave birth, there was like oh, really? physical oh, evidence oh, that oh, there oh. could have been a twin, but it did not survive or whatever the case was. Um, but it's a running joke in my family that they would not be able to survive if there was two of me around. You and your, to take that, uh, <laughs> you do an even stranger place. Remember, I think it was Tyler Hamilton. Remember the cyclist who blamed the uh, his positive doping test on a vanishing twin? I do remember that, yes. You've got a built-in alibi if you ever uh, have some <laughs> PED issues. But um, no, I, I just think this, this twin experience is something that you and I just no, you don't won't get. get. Yeah. You'll never get it. The disputes that they have. I mean, again, they, they won Wimbledon on the night before the final. They tell the story of one of them smashed the other's guitar and they had a fight and they thought one might need stitches. And then 10 minutes later, they're thick as thieves and they're winning majors. Um, not a lot of other doubles teams have that relationship. No, you can go on YouTube and look up the videos of them just being like, weirdly in sync with movements on the court right, and right. uh you know just waiting waiting for the ball things like that it's someone has there's definitely compilations of it I got I got to post this story cuz um it's one of the favorite pieces I've written and it, it wasn't I don't say this to brag it was all because Bob and Mike were so generous and so interesting but uh I remember at one point I was talking to them and I said do you guys ever like just want to be different from the other? I mean, it was at the point where these guys are in their 30s and people would say, hey, Bob, and both of them would turn around. I said, do you ever want to just say, listen, I'm Mike, he's Bob, we're two different people, stop conflating us, we're not conjoined twins, stop conjoining us in your head? And they both looked at me like I asked them if they wanted to you know, quit tennis and go be short order cooks. I mean, it was the strangest question to them. Um, I think from a marketing standpoint, it's probably helped them. And they, you know, a lot of times they wear the same attire and everyone, again, has their cute twin pun. But I think this is something that goes much deeper. And I think that it's great that uh, they are finishing their careers together. I mean, I, I also think we, we've all sort of glossed over this, but it's a little strange to win two straight majors, you know, seven fingers in prize money, get back to number one and say, yeah, I'm ditching my partner for a 40-year-old who's who's coming off an injury. Um it doesn't sound like a whole lot of uh, – doesn't sound like that was a particularly difficult decision for uh, Mike to make, but it, it's a little to, strange. We might have to get Jack Sock on here for some uh, feedback on how yeah, he feels. I, I would hope that they would say, listen, happy to play with you, but just so you know, if Bob's healthy, he's right. my guy. But, um, yeah, not not often you win back-to-back majors and uh, ditch, ditch your – whatever Jack is, 28-year-old partner for, uh, for a 40-year-old coming off a hip injury. But, anyway, great to uh, – Great to see the Bryans back. We will uh, have a new guest before the end of the year. I can't guarantee it's next week, but we've got uh, a couple of guests that we are working on. But uh, as for now, thank you so much to uh, Mike Bryan. Always good talking with uh, both Bryan brothers. And uh, Jamie, thanks as always for your producing and your expertise. Thank you. All right. We'll do it again next week. If people were so inclined, where might they go to subscribe, listen, or leave a review to this podcast? You still don't know. I'm just setting you up. I'm like a doubles team. I'm giving <laughs> just, you a uh, just kidding. Lo- they can go on app- They can go on Apple Podcasts and they can subscribe and leave a review. Good poach. All right, that does it for us. Have a good week, everyone. Mm-hmm.